Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In tonight's first reading, we heard of a judge whom God had raised up to deliver his people. The judge's name is Gideon, and his account has some striking parallels to our Lord Jesus Christ, and his situation provides some comfort for us in our day. The angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. Now remember from last week, we heard that the angel of the Lord is a theophany, that is a visible manifestation of God. And the angel of the Lord is the pre-incarnate Christ, the Son of God. So Jesus appeared to Gideon with a stunning greeting, saying, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. Gideon certainly would not have felt like a mighty man of valor. After all, he was doing some things, trying to hide from the Midianites who were oppressing Israel. It is written earlier in in Judges, verses before our reading tonight, that they would come up like locusts on the land. They were destroying the crops of the Israelites, and they were stealing the animals of the Israelites. The Israelites made dens in the mountains. They also dug caves to protect themselves from the plundering Midianites. And so what little Gideon could gather for grain, he then was trying to thresh it in secret in a wine press because he is trying to hide it from the Midianites. It is when he is doing this that suddenly the angel of the Lord appears. Gideon also would have felt that he was no man of valor because his clan was the weakest in all of the tribe of Manasseh and his own, and he himself was the least in his own father's house. So Gideon's reply is not surprising. He said, please, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, then why has all of this happened to us? And where are all the wonderful deeds that our fathers recounted to us saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and given us into the hand of Midian. So for eight years, they've been dealing with the Midianites. There are times where we can feel like we're in Gideon's shoes. If God is really with us, if he is, as Jesus' name implies, our Emmanuel, God with us, why is it that the church is often ignored? Why does it face troubles? Why is it mocked and jeered by the world around us? Or if God is really with me, why are things such a mess in my life? Why might I feel alone? Or why do I feel sick or suffering? Like Gideon, we may feel like we are forsaken. Deep down, we know that some of the messes in our lives are our own making. That's how it was in Gideon's day. God allowed the Midianites to plunder Israel because the Israelites had done evil in God's sight. They were worshiping other gods. And the cycle repeats itself continually throughout the book of Judges. The Israelites would be faithful to God. Then the Israelites, after a time of peace and the land has rest, would forsake the Lord and then they would run after other gods, figuring that these gods would give them more than what the true God could grant to them. And then God's anger is roused against the people because for years they are 
going against these other gods. And so God brings about a type of punishment. He raises up the Israelites' enemies against them. The enemies then rule over the Israelites for a time, usually a period of years. And in their distress, they finally then call to God to deliver them. And then God raises up for them a judge who delivers them from the oppression of their enemies. And then the land enjoys a period of rest until history repeats itself, until they do the same thing over again. They become complacent. They chase after other gods, again, to their hurt. This serves as a warning to us. When everything goes well, we are tempted to become complacent when it comes to matters of faith. We then forget about the Lord. We forsake him, and instead we choose the things of the world. It should not surprise us then if the Lord allows hardship to come upon us so that we can become aware of our own spiritual decay. God, by bringing these hardships upon us, does these for our good because what he is seeking to do is to work penitence in our hearts so that we may, as the people would do continually in the cycle throughout the book of Judges, call upon the name of the Lord yet again and cling to him at all times through faith. After all whom the Lord loves, he chastens. He is gracious to us when he turns us from our idols and draws us back to himself, even if it hurts as he takes us away from our idols. And like the Israelites after God raises up a judge, so also we enjoy a time of rest yet again when we stand in the grace of God. God chose Gideon to be a judge over Israel. God raised him up to drive the Midians, Midianites out of the promised land, which then resulted in a period of 40 years of rest in the days of Gideon. This was so even though Gideon was the weakest and the least in his clan. After all, Gideon was the man whom the Lord had chosen for the job. The Lord refused to let Gideon have a huge army to fight against the Midianites. God re reduced the army from 32,000 to a mere 300, those who were lapping up water like a dog. God wanted it this way to show that the victory did not belong to those humans who fought the battle, but that the victory belonged to God, for God was the one who would grant them the victory by his divine hand. God did not want the Israelite army to boast about the strength of, the, of their numbers. God's power was hidden in the weakest man and in the tiniest of armies against the Midianites. And in the same way at Christmas, God's power is hidden in the baby Jesus. With no room for him in the inn, he was laying in a feeding trough as a bed. He appeared to be a poor peasant boy. The first people who came to worship him were not kings or other royalty, but lowly shepherds. When King Herod sought our Lord's life, he was hidden away in Egypt for a time. And when he began his public ministry, he was dismissed as being merely the carpenter's son in Nazareth. Jesus is truly our mighty man of valor, but yet he appeared to be vulnerable and helpless. 
not only at his birth, but also in his death. For he had been forsaken by his father in heaven as he bore the sin of the entire world. He was beaten and he was crucified among the transgressors. Hundreds of years earlier, he, as a pre-incarnate Christ, the angel of the Lord, said to Gideon, I will be with you, and you shall strike the Midianites as one man. He was saying, you, Gideon, as one man, will take on all the Midianites, all of them. I will work through your little army and will bring peace to Israel. God did, in fact, do just that. The Midianites, in their confusion at the sound of the 300 trumpets that were blown by the 300 men in Gideon's army, along with the sound of the breaking of the jars that they had carried with them, began to turn against one another. That's right, the Midian army began to turn against one, against one another in confusion over what is going on with the sound of these trumpets. So as the Midianites fled, hearing this amazing sound, fought one another and brought victory to the Israelites. That is what our Lord Jesus Christ also did when he became a man. He brought victory to his people. Out of lowly Bethlehem, too little to be among the clans of Judah, as we heard from Micah, came the one to be the ruler and deliverer of all. In his one body, this one man, he became the sin of the entire world, and he single-handedly destroyed our enemies of, of sin and death and the devil, doing it once and doing it for all. As it is written in Romans 5, For as by one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. And Jesus turned death and Satan against themselves on the cross, delivering us forever from the power of sin. His victory over sin, death, and the grave counts as a victory for all people. The name Gideon means the one who breaks or cuts down. Jesus, our Gideon, has broken and cut down all false gods and the devil himself by being born in Bethlehem and paying for our sins on the cross in Jerusalem. The angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon when he was threshing wheat in a wine press and, vanish, and the angel vanished from his sight after Gideon offered up bread and meat on a rock as they were consumed by the fire. Jesus now comes to us in his body and blood in the Lord's Supper through the simple elements of bread and wine coupled with his word. Even though Jesus departed by ascending into heaven, he remains our Emmanuel. He still is God with us. We rightly sing Simeon's song after we have gone to the Lord's altar and received the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. When the angel of the Lord consumed the offering prepared by Gideon and vanished Gideon realized that he was in the very presence of God. He said, Alas, O Lord God, for now I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. Gideon figured, 
that even though he had just been commissioned to defeat the Midianites, that he should now die. But God gave him a word of peace, saying, Peace be to you. Do not fear. You shall not die. Then Gideon built an altar and called it, The Lord is Peace. So also we are given the peace of God. When the words of institution are spoken, you are given a general absolution. As the pastor holds up the elements and says, the peace of the Lord be with you always. We rejoice that God's strength is hidden in this sacrament and all the blessings of God are granted to us through that sacrament. He has chosen us to receive his peace. In the divine service, we also conclude it with the ironic benediction, which ends with granting you his peace. We may sometimes feel like we are forsaken, like the people of Israel did as the Midianites were plundering Israel. But we never are forsaken, for we are reconciled to our Father through our Lord Jesus Christ, who laid down his life for us. We are members of God's family through our baptism. We can say with Mary in her Magnificat, he has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. God is truly with us. Through one man, the fullness of God dwells and he is our Emmanuel. Thanks be to God. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting.